Mr. Sullivan. Mr. Jackson, I hope you are living in your <clears throat> in your Cloudlandia splendor. Yes, I really am. I really yeah. am. I just uh, got back in the house. I went. Uh, I just went for a little drive to see that the mainland was still intact. You checked out your domain. Checked out my domain. Did a little loop <laughs> around the kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's an interesting because we um, um, we were at the cottage for a week. We just got back on Friday night, uh-huh. and uh, and. Uh, it's a it's a strange feeling now being so much in the Cloudlandia world in terms of the company uh, to see the real division between the Cloudlandia and the mainland. Yes, absolutely. Now, what I mean, up in uh, up at Cottage Country, there you're kind yeah. of spread out and less uh, change, but yeah, we. Yeah, we just have uh, Shannon Waller and her husband, Bruce, Bruce Green. Uh, uh-huh. They are about a seven-minute walk from our cottage. Oh, so, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, we always have a night over with them and then a night over. Um, this time it was um, with uh, um, at a restaurant that had opened. Uh, oh, my so goodness. They, the restaurant was opened. It's by regions in in Ontario. There's a gradually opened up. Friday opened up, but in Toronto, restaurants were open as of Friday. Okay. And uh, and so, but an interesting uh, interesting thing. I've never seen this before. It must have been the city that okayed the city of Toronto, because in front of almost every restaurant that wants to do it. They've taken a parking lane and turned it into an outdoor restaurant. So they mm-hmm. have uh, <clears throat> um, they have tables and chairs right in what is parking lanes usually parking yes. lanes. Yes. Yep. And in the and uh, I don't know if that's happened where you are. It has because most people um, there's at first was only allowed outdoor dining, so you could yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is mm-hmm. happening here, but it's uh, they're like forest animals uh, watching humans coming back. Uh, we're now resembling nature, kind of, you know, coming back and taking over areas of the mainland. Uh, it was Skittishly. Almost- yeah. Uh oh. Oh, I'm here. Okay, good. I heard some, uh, it sounded like some dialing, but I think yeah, we're good. It, uh, 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 it might have been the Communist Party of China. <laughs> Listening in. Since, yeah, trying to, try, try yeah. to steal intellectual, intellectual. Yeah, well, from, since from, they're. From the source, because we're kind of at the source, because as far as I know, we're the first two individuals on the planet that welcomed other people to Cloudlandia. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. It's going to yeah. catch on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're back. And um, uh, one thing that's changed at 7.30 every night uh, before, you know, from around March until 
uh, well, well, the end of July, at 7.30 every night, there was horns blowing and pots being hit. But we noticed when we came back that that was over now, that, that part of the ritual of oh, wow. uh, being locked, For locked the, down. Uh, and I, mm-hmm. Everybody acknowledging all the uh, frontline workers. Is that what that was about? Yeah. I yeah. think that was it. And it went for, uh-huh. you know, it went for a good four months. And I, yeah. I found I found it interesting. It was an, and apparently it was a worldwide thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. just uh, right, just local. And uh, and uh, you know, it'll go into the you know into the history books as the memories of people who were uh, uh, the Great Lockdown, mm-hmm. be known as the Great Pause, the Great Lockdown. Uh, yeah, this is amazing thing. for us to be really like we are at the uh, yeah at the cusp right at the very beginning of the the full migration into Glenlandia yeah. and that's well it's that's really be interesting. An amazing time. Uh, in 19 uh, in the late 1970s I had a slide presentation that I put on that was called the great crossover uh-huh. I'm gonna see if I can dig up the slides it was the great crossover from basically a print controlled world uh, to a digital digital world like yes. the, the the language uh-huh. or the um, and I described uh, this one that we were going into and I used a particular event uh, as the um, um, moment when <clears throat> and apparently there was an earlier one but this one I just pegged it in the calendar. I think it was in 1974, and uh, 1974, 1975, it was the Thriller in Manila, uh-huh, right. a, prize, a prize fight between um, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, uh, which took place in Manila. And as far as I know, this was um, one of the great events that was seen by a satellite television uh, for the whole world. And I said, you know, this is, I'm going to just mark this as the beginning of the great crossover. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, and it'll probably take about 50 years. So it'll take till the, till the 2020s. So I, um, I said this and I said, it's, wow. Move, uh, it's the move from a hierarchical bureaucratic world to a networked world. Mm. Uh, and that, um, the corporations would um, that were the top corporations in the 1970s, government and corporate uh, bureaucracies, uh-huh. uh, they would find this difficult. They would find this transition very difficult, and that um, more and more there would be an upswing of networked based uh, enterprises. Yes. Um, and these would be started by entrepreneurs. And in 1974, this was before um, Microsoft, this was before Apple, just just when they were, you know, a bunch of, you know, a small group of people who were- In their garages, yeah. <laughs> garages and, uh, you know, commercial uh, sort of industrial space. And they were starting their move towards this. And I said that I, I felt that we were, um, this was going to be the 
um, big thrust of entrepreneurism in the world simply because that the um, tools that were being created, electronic tools at that time, and the, the word um, microchip was just being used at that time. There weren't personal computers yet, mm-hmm. uh, but you, but they were coming down in size. And, um, you know, um, there were companies that were very big there. Remember DAC with the DAC? Yeah. And mm-hmm. DAC, and they made these, um, you know, they were, they weren't room-sized computers. They were down to maybe the island in your kitchen-sized computers. Right. Yeah. Oh, they, they, you, you well, I remember you when, uh, like, I remember our, so when I was in high school, I entered high school in 1980, and we they had just gotten a computer lab where now we were, I was learning basic mm-hmm. programming and we had floppy disks and these yeah. whole, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, the whole thing was learning basic, uh, programming mm-hmm. and you look at it now. I mean, wow. Like to be, uh, at that stage is, is really something I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's yeah, some interesting. My, yeah. My whole notion of being a coach, yeah. Which started in 1974. That's when I went out coaching, and uh, um, and I, it seemed that there was a role for me. You know, I, I said, you know, what I'm good at is asking other people questions and doing drawings of their answers, and mm-hmm. then I could give them a game plan, and that was the uh, the real beginning of Strategic Coach, which uh, you know eventually became the Strategy Circle after about eight years of doing mm-hmm. that. I came up with, a, yeah, I said, you know, it's going to be process. You, you coach processes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, and, of course, as both you and I have um, taken that route. Yes. You know, it's, it's interesting as I look. Uh, you're talking about that in roughly the same time, a little earlier than, than 1980, sounds like. Um, well, I'm and, a little earlier on the planet than you were. I was yeah. a scout. I was sent uh, out to... Uh-huh. I was doing some bushwhacking for you, uh, a little bit of bushwhacking for you. Well, I understand, like, the it's really, it's an interesting thing that, um, I think it was one of Malcolm Gladwell's books was uh, talking about how um, certain things happen at certain stages, right? Like, where mm-hmm. there's just this... Um, all these circumstances that go around, like when you look at Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Bill mm-hmm. Joy, the the three kind of most impactful yes. people in mm-hmm. in computing, were all the same age. Like they were yeah. all born in the fifties, and you know, in nineteen fifty to fifty four or whatever, and mm-hmm. largely because. The people who were born before that would have already been through college and fully invested in the mainframe world. They weren't yeah. even, they didn't have that access to the uh, things. And so when you spot these things early on, like you spotting the microchip as the thing that was going to shape the, the mm-hmm. future mm-hmm. and the networked future as a part of that. Mm-hmm. is a really it's an interesting um 
dynamic. I think I may have shared with you that I, I've been, I have all my journals from, from 1996 till now. And for the last little while, I've been every day just taking a random journal and looking back to just check in with what was going on at that time. And I was struck by one in uh, August of, of 98, the question at the top of my page of the journal was, uh, what are you going to do about the internet? <laughs> and it was really, and it was like, I was exploring this thing. Like, I feel like it's getting traction now. And I listed, you know, stop your divorce and living in winter Haven as the two uh, things that had the most uh, potential because I was already getting traction with with Stop yeah. Your Divorce. And, you know, those things went on, you know, made millions of dollars from those, just those two things by um, having that awareness in 1998 that I think this is going to be a big thing, bigger than yeah. what it actually was in 1998. And I really believe that we're on the cusp of that right now. If I were to recreate the that page in my journal, I think that the question is that we're exploring is what are we going to do about Cloudlandia? Yeah. I mean, that's really, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's really interesting. Um, you know, uh, the there's a... Uh, economist who lived, uh, he's an Austrian economist um, <clears throat> by the name of Schumpeter. Um, and uh, Schumpeter um, was sort of uh, 1930s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. And, uh, and he uh, came up with a concept that technology, uh, as introduced by entrepreneurs, uh, was a force of creative destruction. Okay, mm. the, the whole notion that uh, entrepreneurism is essentially a force of um, um, of uh, obsoleting old forms, um, operating forms in society, and creating uh, things that are uh, faster, easier, and cheaper, and produce bigger results. And he said mm-hmm. that's really what the that's really what the force of um, uh, entrepreneur is. And, and I thought I put that together. I had read Schumpeter before this, and, uh, and I had come across that concept of creative destruction. And so you, I said there's two columns, and you can take a look, and you can start putting in news, uh, news um, events of uh, what happens. Uh, when you get a entrepreneurial force and entrepreneurs, by the way, um, really don't emerge as a force in society until you have uh, a um, technological multiplier. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, uh, and that creates a great crossover. There's a crossover that creates. So I identified that crossover uh, that there have been four of them in human history. One of them was way back when, when some humanoid type human, and there were lots of different kinds. You know, they've identified at least 12 different uh, human-like 
species. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that we're most familiar with because it's the most recent was the that's not actually humans and didn't survive were the Neanderthals. Okay. You know, who looked like us and, you know, from everything they can tell, they, they were human-like. But um, they weren't up to our communication ability. Basically, humans had a greater communication. And I, I said, well, it's the ability to communicate faster, easier, cheaper, and bigger. Uh, uh, that's really the key to a crossover. And uh, if it takes the form of a technology... And uh, I got it really interested in technology, just not as machine, but it's a process that technologies are actually processes that if you do A, B, C, and D, you get, you, you get uh, a predictable result at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So that I was seeing the microchip as a very, very advanced form of uh, technology, and it would uh, change how we communicate with each other. So I went back and I said, well, Corley Gutenberg was the one that had built the modern world. The, the mass printing had really, you know, when you get mass printing with movable type in the 15th century, you, you see this enormous force of creative destruction, the Protestant Reformation and all the wars in Europe. Um, during that period of time. Then I went back and I said, well, if it's communication, then obviously one of the first humanoid species learned how to talk. You know, we created language. Yes. And they've proven uh, from analysis because they have five or six, uh, you know, really almost intact Neanderthal bodies that were in perfect. Oh, wow. And they found them, and they found that their jaw bones would not have permitted the kind of speech that we can do, that uh, mm-hmm. humans have a different kind of jaw, and um, we can do all sorts of uh, speech tricks with it. So, mm-hmm. obviously, this group that could really, really talk, were, and, um, uh, you know, that, that was a big deal. So, I said speech is number one, then writing, the ability to write, which means that you can communicate over distances, yes. you can also you can also communicate over generations. So you got two two capabilities. So if you write something down, and it, uh, from, from what we can tell, the um, Middle East, you know, they um, three or four thousand years ago, ago uh-huh. they had um, they could write things down. And that went for a long time, and then you have long time in our in our terms, but not so long in scrolls and the like they had. Yeah. Yeah, and, and on stone and right. iris and you know, skins. They did it on skins and uh-huh. everything. And then um, Gutenberg. So you got you got speech, you've got writing, you've got printing, and then digital. Digital. Mm-hmm. And um, and digital combines a lot of different things because we can digitally record sound, we can digitally put things into print, we can digitally um, put visuals out there. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where we are right now. And, I think that, and that's where we've come. If you look at that, that's been, uh, I've been trying to capture that um thought I hadn't gone all the way back to Gutenberg. I started with the digitization and went forward that what we've basically seen over the last 20 years has been this 
uh, cascading of sort of um, asymptotic curves that start mm-hmm. with print, like PDFs were print was fully digitized first. And yes. then shortly behind it, we got the MP3, which digitized mm-hmm. sound. And then we got the MP4, which digitized video. And then came YouTube. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then we got, as technology advanced, we're able to stream these things over the internet. And now the final sort of, the the final sort of curve of that is that we're able to project ourselves in real time to everybody everywhere all at once. And that until we figure out how to physically transport our bodies somewhere, this is the last of the dominoes, I think, in that. for I think it will be a long, long time now before we get to the next iteration of that, you know? I, I don't know. Is that... Um... Well, yeah, I, I think, uh, first of all, uh, you know, and you and I have talked about this on previous mm-hmm. podcasts, that um, I paid attention to the pre- uh, predictions about uh, um, virtual reality, Right, you know, where um, you have the sensation of actually right. having been um, put in another place, right? And um, may, maybe, um, and I think that it may be the the space age that will kind of require that, you know, mm. like, um, you know, you, you know, you want to be transplant transported uh-huh. to another planet. But my sense is you'd have to have a real critical need to do that. Well, words, there, I think there, that the there, um, would have, there would have to be an advantage, an, either a, an urgency about it that you'd be able to transport, or right. it would be um, you know uh, there would be such a critical mass of. I've consumers. seen right before I went to right before we all went into to lockdown. Uh, there's a studio in Winter Haven here that uh, a video studio production studio it was a famous old uh, thing in the 40s and 50s. They made a lot of movies and and stuff here. It's got pedigree and history. And this uh, somebody bought it from Orlando because it's got land and you know they can actually make a real production studio there. And they have. A what's called an AR wall, which is a huge 8K, uh, you know, um, uh, digital screen that is, you know, 20 feet by 12 feet kind of uh, big. Mm-hmm. And you can, I, I just had a glimpse that that I think is going to be more likely then um and they use it as a backdrop for filming things that you know where you can feel like you're there kind of thing because it's life size and it's better than green screen it's actually all these lcd uh or led um um you know projection on it and so like uh 
uh, Lady Gaga just had a, a big video that filmed using this type of wall. There's only a few mm-hmm. of them in the country uh, right now, and this place has one. And um, I just start to see, like, I had a crystal clear vision that we're going to at some point have rooms in our home that are that have a big wall of this, that that's going to be much more mm-hmm. likely, I think, than people strapping on headgear, that we're going to go into an immersive room with this, mm-hmm. which is less mm-hmm. cumbersome, you know, bigger, uh, bigger and bigger screens. But that's all just the delivery or a, a you know, visualizer for, what we're yeah. already at right now, we're already, um, and we're seeing it right now that I was watching some of the talk shows, uh, and it really struck me the other day. I was watching, uh, Kelly Clarkson has a, a TV show and she was, you know, she has a little home studio made up and she was doing an interview with someone who's, you know, at their home now and you start to see all these shows are people, you know, the hosts from their home interviewing the celebrities from their homes. And you realize very um, quickly that anybody could do this. Anybody could do what's happening right now. It's been completely democratized and Mm -hmm. there's no, uh, I think that what that leads to now is it creates room for a true meritocracy, right? Where mm-hmm. the cream will really truly rise to the top. There are zero gatekeepers along the way here. You don't have mm-hmm. to, you know, like in in even 20 years ago, there were six people deciding what everybody watched on television, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's very, very interesting. And I, I, you know, I mean, I think that your, you know, marvelous presentation of, uh, old town road and uh, uh, yes. put together, yeah. uh, really shows the proof of the, uh, democratizing of, yes. uh, talent, the democratizing, you know, of, yeah. um, you know, and it's just, one entrepreneur putting it together with another entrepreneur putting it together with another entrepreneur and simply using the technology that's available to individuals, unidentified individuals who suddenly put, you know, their skills, their talents, their technology together, and they can, you know, they can go right to the top. And, um, and I, yeah, I think that that, you know, Old Town Road may be uh, one of the early markers of yes. how you do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's probably many, many people doing different things. It's just yeah. that they can go to number one on Billboard. Right. Uh, and Billboard, you know, Billboard is the is the carry forward from an old print empire. Right. Billboard. Yes. Everybody right. waited for bill. Everybody waited for their copy of billboard to come out. Yeah. You know, so they could see where their, their son was. And that, so it's now this double edged thing where it's very easy to, uh, because certainly the, the hive is bigger now and you can mm-hmm. tap into that mainstream and be thrust into the global 
mainstream of acceptance, right? Things go viral much quicker. But there's also, on the other end, that cancel culture has come along with that, that if you make mm-hmm. one one misstep, that the whole world is ganged against you now, and you're canceled, mm-hmm. as they say, right? Where you could be thrust into uh, oblivion, too. Yeah, that, the interesting thing about the cancel uh, thing, um, uh, you know, uh, and let's use the markers that are being used to cancel people out. It's sexism, it's racism, yeah, and it's um, um, you know ideological. You know, yes. that you're you're expressing. But my sense is that that only matters to you if you go to mainland parties. Mm, right. Yeah, I think that's true. So you, now you, so crowd. you and I, <clears throat> so you and I uh, are long ago bypass that world. I mean, we don't go to mainland parties. In other words, our social status um, isn't really depending upon whose parties that we show up at, unless or, they're at uh, the garden or house we're, or, in the beach, uh, yeah. <laughs> or we're involved in some. Um, job hunt you know we're trying to yes. promote it or a job a job hunt mm-hmm. but you and i you know if you just look at how we've operated for the last quarter century um you know i i have never done any kind of socializing for business purposes um in the last 50 years i mean there's no party i have to show up that has any importance or there's no being a part of some mainland organization that, right. that has any importance to listen. My all the parties future. I've all the parties I've been to have been in your garden. <laughs> 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 that's really it, right? I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, or at our house. In, yeah, uh, in uh, in uh, Park Ridge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and so what I found is that we departed from mainland culture a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that's, that, that's the only penalty that these people ever, you know, I'm saying, well, if you, if you get canceled, what's the penalty? Well, you won't be invited to parties or you, uh, when the next job offering comes out, uh, you won't be offered that. But I said, well, I'm not depending on anyone for my entertainment and I'm not depending on anyone for my promotion. Right. Yeah, that is true. So that's an aspect that we have to include in our welcome to Cloudlandia. Because uh-huh. uh, I say, you know, I mean, in in private, I mean, in, uh, I mean, if you went to my other podcast, American Checklist, I would get canceled for everything that I said on American Checklist. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But the people uh, who are listening are the ones who are... Uh... Who would score? Or checking the list. Yes, you know, exactly. They're, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, che- they're checking. They want to check the list. So it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Is that uh, if you don't want to, you know, it's the Groucho Marx. I would, you know, I would never belong to any. Uh, I would never belong to any club that would have me as a member. You know, right? Uh, and, um, uh, well, you I better watch out because thing. you may start getting uh, death threats from your yeah, and I'm not association. Yeah, yeah, and I'm even purer than you are. I, I'm making a, 
uh, in the sense that I, I don't use social media at all. Like, uh-huh. I'm not I'm not part of social media, and um, uh, I, I don't really want to be famous and or well known in a uh, broad media sense. sense. Yeah, in a broad sense. No, I, you know, I'm a narrow caster, and you are too. Yes, entrepreneurs. That's our people. Target. Yeah. Cast. Your target caster. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very interesting because it uh, it plays in all parts of the world. Uh, you know, I think there there's things like culture and uh, uh, society and politics and economics that they move from communication forum to communication forum. I guess mm-hmm. so. I think that politics is a constant to human life. You know, and it was true when they only had speech. It was true when they had speech and writing, when they had speech, writing and printing. And I'm sure it's uh, the same as they have speech, writing, printing and digital. Uh-huh. Uh, politics is a constant, you know. And, yes. Uh, and uh, other things, you know, who's famous and who's popular and everything else. I'm sure those all existed uh, going back to, you know, to the year zero. Yeah, year one of of humanity, but they take for, they change different forms, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, and um, I think you know the guy who I think is really the pioneer in this is Trump. I think Trump is showing how politics is done in the digital world. You know, I think that he really got on very quick, and I think it's his experience with reality TV that. Uh, got him onto this and uh he understood so for example um he let out that you know the election may have to be uh delayed this year Mm -hmm. Uh, and he says because of the mail-in voting Mm -hmm. mail-in voting well it was front headline everywhere for the last five days uh five days and they and you know even the republicans were saying we can't do that it's it's a federal law when uh, you can't move the president can't move the election and everything like that but you know what all the media were talking about for the last five days (laughs) mail-in voting trump yes of course trump 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 they weren't talking about the guy in the basement Mm Hmm. that's true yeah, he definitely does keep them uh, engaged about him. With you know, and it's no, you know, he just the, understands that yeah. you just suck the oxygen. Yes, and I think that's a that's a Cloudlandia understanding of how the world works. Mm-hmm. Name recognition. He, yes, and you know the interesting thing now is. Um, yeah, well, I wonder, you know, I think there's going to be wide open stuff for the first uh, candidate to embrace Zoom or virtual, uh, mm-hmm. you know, virtual town halls or virtual gatherings, you know. Well, Trump did a rally with 300,000 uh, four weeks ago and he raised $2 million in three hours. Oh, really? Okay. In, in, uh, in Cloudlandia? Yeah, in Cloudlandia, yeah, it was completely oh, oh, wow. virtual. I didn't it wasn't know that. at Mount Rush. It wasn't at Mount Rushmore. Okay. Yeah, you know, 
And uh, I think he's learned uh, do the rallies, do the rallies in Cloudlandia, and you get three or four hundred thousand. And they each had to pay like fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, or whatever. Right. Oh, that's great. And he instant, instantly raised twenty million. Twenty million is the greatest fundraiser in history. That's perfect. Do you remember yeah. when Ross Perot was oh, running yeah. for president, and he bought main time prime time television? to oh, yeah. broadcast his messages. I thought, there's a, what he a had great... Drafts. He had yes, it was so great. You know what that, you know what that great sucking sound is? That's uh, all of our jobs going to Mexico. That was all <laughs> of our jobs. <laughs> he was the best. It was so great. Well, I mean, that, you know, nobody Bill, had ever Bill done Clinton, that. Bill, yeah. Clinton, Bill Clinton should kiss him because he's the reason Bill Clinton was yes. president. Yes, <laughs> I, I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's really it's really funny. Yeah, but he was, you know, and he got twenty uh, in the ninety two election. He got twenty one percent of the vote. You know, and yeah. That was, uh, you know, actually, he's a predecessor of uh, Donald Trump because it was a populist, uh, and uh, you know. Um, it, it's it's a very very interesting. It does change politics, though. You know, I mean, it, um, yeah, uh, yeah. You can you can see the uh, uh, the difference. But I was talking about the creative destruction. I, I happen to mention that term, Joseph Joseph Schumpeter, uh-huh. and um, and one of the things is the importance of big inner cities is disappearing. Hmm. Well, for sure it is. Yeah, because it's not going to... And maybe that's why they're burning them down. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're burning them down because they understand the theme that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But the importance of them has gotten so low that burning them down, uh, you know, would have um, been treated differently 30 years ago or 50 years ago than it is right now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you can see, well, nobody wants to defend them, you know. Uh, right. And, and uh, maybe they were talking about, you know, the, all the lockdowns that, uh, you know, like a huge number in the hundreds of thousands of people who would ordinarily come into New York City. Um, I'm going to come back. You know, they're just not going to come back because uh, mm-hmm. they've, they've learned how to work from home. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't have to make the commute into New York, and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I think that's true for a lot of a lot of places. Mm-hmm. They don't have to make the commute. Yeah, and we were we we're just been judging the response that we got from our first quarter's um, 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 workshops, 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 mm-hmm. and people said we're very we're po- very positively surprised at how well this works. That's, That's, I, I think they really. If I, if I could put a sentence that sums up what the experience has been, is that we're very positively surprised mm-hmm. uh, by how a Zoom workshop really works. Yeah, I've heard again and again people say, "I, I may never get on a plane again." <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, right? That that's it's that well, good. It tells you, you know? two things. Yeah. It tells you two things that it was not a pleasant experience getting on a plane. No, that's the truth. I was it, in my, uh, you know, I think this sort of 
if we look at everything that's culminated right now, if we said in 2020, like everything we said about that, uh, you know, audio has audio and text and video and streaming, like broadcast uh, video and two-way broadcast video has reached its like uh, maturity now at, 2020 yeah. full full capabilities if we stack it all up in 2020 anyone who wants to have it can have it yes and i thought about i'm looking backwards now and i'm thinking when was the last time that any innovation like that where if you think okay we got radio i mean print the printing press newspapers and magazines and stuff were at the turn of the century, you know, in, in the 1800s anyway, they were certainly coming on radio uh, later than moving pictures. But I would say that by 1950, with broadcast television, everything kind of like stacked up there. You could have, you know, printing at scale, um, radio at scale, television broadcasting all of that set up at 1950 and am i missing any other innovation rather than just the broader distribution of those things until well, the I internet I, uh, yeah well i think the um the automobile the car and the uh-huh. interstate highway system that you oh, could sure. uh, drive you could drive anywhere and, yes. and that happened at the same time so the yes. nas- national television and the interstate highway system came yes. in at the same same time. And, yeah, uh, and then all the you know enterprises, motels, restaurants, and yeah. everything that went along with the interstate highway system. Yeah, yeah. but it really had a yeah. good long uh, a good long run then of just innovation within those platforms. Yeah. Right. Like television got broader and broader and cable and um, all the the stuff Mm -hmm. until probably until when the VCR came out and you could actually record and you didn't have to be there at the right. uh, You know, you can Mm -hmm. watch things asynchronously. That really changed. uh, That really changed things. Yeah, I um, think uh, from a consumer standpoint, it was probably yeah. the 50s was a culmination. Yeah. And, th- and then uh, you jump to probably the turn of the century to yes. uh, 2000, when you said, <laughs> I got to get interested in the internet here. Yeah. Is yeah. I think yeah. if I was saying in, in 1948, it would have been the, what are you going to do about television and the yeah. radio and yeah. that right it's the same yeah. kind of thing so i'm wondering yeah. now if this is we're entering a phase of with no sort of like um we of course you can't anticipate what the new thing is going to be but we're certainly at the point of the top of the curve for um the main things, right? The, like we were talking about the, so now I, I really think that this is where the creativity of these things is now going to 
the innovation is going to be in the use of these things, the uh, the content of these things. At a consumer level. Yes. Uh-huh. Because yeah, everybody has access to find that audience, you know. Yeah. And it, it's kind of inter- interesting is that the uh, Cloudlandia actually reinforces yes. the, impor- the importance of uh, a crucial thing from mainland. Yes. And, and, and that's home. Mm. You like yes. being home. I do like being home. Um, I like being home. I like yeah. being home. Yeah. It was so funny because uh, uh, last week, while we were up in cottage country, we went out with Bruce uh, Bruce Green and Shannon Waller to uh, a favorite. It's the only good restaurant to go to in uh, the, our area. And it's called Rhubarb, and they were open. They mm-hmm. were open, you know, and, uh, ta- you know, tables for their part, but not... Not not noticeably, and uh, you know the waitresses had face masks on and yes. everything else. And uh, it was the first time that I had been to um, a restaurant since very early. It might have been the first week of March, first week of March. So the first one, and I felt like a dog who's never been let inside was let inside. And I said. I just won't draw any attention to myself. I won't draw uh-huh. any attention to myself. Right, <laughs> right, 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 I right. Said, uh, I, I like it here. I hope. Yeah. I hope they don't throw me out. But it was like like five months. It was like, yeah. You know, virtually, virtually five months. I hadn't been to a restaurant. And yeah. I felt. Uh, is it okay? Is it okay? Oh man! Is it legal? I think about that. I'm I'm missing our table ten. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to check. Uh, We were going to go up for three days to the cottage next weekend, but we've decided not to. I'm going to check if Jacques is open Mm because all Toronto restaurants could open up. My, I walked past, um, uh, the, um, uh, Jacques and they Uh were still closed. They were still closed. So I think they're probably holding off to, well, they're normally closed for July anyway. July and first week, they've been going until August, so mm-hmm. they, uh, we'll see if they come back for Labor Day. But yeah. uh, I just walked around to see what was open and what, uh, what wasn't open. Nespresso was open, uh-huh. and uh, Starbucks was open, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a few other things were open, and uh, um, um, Sassafras was open. Uh-huh. And All the patios. That yeah. You know that you know from Ner- uh-huh. Nervosa, Captain yes. Nervosa was open. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the uh, Hazleton's been open now for uh, the patio for about two weeks, two, three They've weeks. done a big uh, renovation in there. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, if they, if they didn't, they're mm-hmm. foolish. Mm-hmm. You know, they, had, uh, they were given time to do that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's uh, it's very uh, it's very very fascinating, and um, it, it points to the fact that preparation that you and I have done over the past several decades has made this a positive thing for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean it's so. Um, yeah, I agree. I look at where the what I've been thinking about is the. Um, you know the amount of the amount of content that is 
created and and digitized or archived or available um compared to the new uh you know that the constant appetite for new stuff as well um the one constraint that we have is our ability to consume it mm -hmm. you know that's really the um that's the one thing and I'm, I'm always aware of that of what's the um trying to rectify that where does that go you know yeah well it's an interesting thing uh being a simplifier both yes yeah. uh is that the vast majority of it is of no uh no importance to me mm -hmm. i mean i'm only looking for certain things i'm not looking for yeah. You know, uh, it's not like everything. And you're not even finding. looking, though. That's the thing about, because we've talked about curation. And for you, yeah. it's not about what you're looking for. It's about what you find that you weren't looking for. That's where the, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, so my, my sense is that uh, my life is not any more complicated in Cloudlandia than it was uh, right. in uh, uh, actually, it's less so because it's um, uh, the decision making in Cloudlandia is a lot easier. Not yeah. interested, not interested in everything else. And and um, in the mainland, that still requires the laws of gravity. You know, yes. And, now uh, you make gotta, you make daily treks into Cloudlandia. Um, yeah, about two or three hours. About two or three hours, and what? Do you have any sort of um, way that you go about that? Like, to is there a method to finding what you're not looking for that you yeah. do you put yourself well, in? I, uh, yeah. Well, I have one main curator that I use, um, and that's a site out of Chicago called uh, Real Clear. Uh -huh. Okay, and Re Real Clear has grown over the years. So it used to be Real Clear Politics, and. Uh -huh. That they they've added other dimensions like health and science yes. and technology and uh, history and publishing. So that's and your everything. portal into cloud. Yeah. yeah, and they're an aggregator, uh -huh. and all they do yeah. every day they have a staff that goes through all the magazines, all the newspapers, yes. um, probably TV stations in the world, and they just uh, will uh, create a link that this is of interest, and then they'll yeah. get a headline for you. And yes. so they actually, it's not present on their site. It's just a link they have. And every day it changes. And all the competition, probably in the publishing world now and in the broadcast world, is to get on real clear. Uh -huh. okay. So, for example, the New York Times, which dominated the newspaper world, that and a few other you know, publications, they have to strive mightily to get one of their headlines from their whole edition for the day. If they can get one headline on Real Clear, that's probably a win for them. I gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. But but they don't pay they don't pay Real Clear anything for that. Real Clear has its own advertising, you know, it's, it's got ads on it. Yes. They do that, but to be on Real Clear means that you probably just got a couple hundred thousand more readers uh -huh. you know, for that uh, for that day, and uh, and so that's where I go first, and I just see hmm, anything 
interesting and I'll yeah, scan. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in the energy. So they have a dimension called the energy because I think energy mm-hmm. is really the key. Uh, yeah. The key to cause landing is electricity, you, uh-huh. know? you know, and so it's very, very important. And that, that means that solar and wind are kaput mm-hmm. because uh, they're, uh, we're going to use every bit of energy we have every day in the world and uh and we're looking for the fastest easiest uh, most productive energy and that uh, happens to fall in the category of fossil fuels fossil fuels mm-hmm. is the most intense energy you get more bang out of the buck with fossil fuels so the all the notion of um alternative fuels unless nuclear comes back in a big way or that they find some new energy source that's completely different, but it won't be wind and it won't be wind and solar. So that's interesting to me. And they're they're despairing. You can see the people who thought that that was an alternative uh, was um, you know um, that that's gone. They they they've been they've been hijacked. They've been um, blindsided by by his yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Michael Moore so, just had a good uh, documentary about that, actually. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. But there's a lot of money. Be, uh, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that was an industry to get money from government, an industry to get money from foundations and money. Yes. Uh, an industry. It wasn't about energy. It was about money, and they uh-huh. got a lot of money from 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 people. And uh, so that's, uh, that's really interesting. So I look at it, and then I'll notice that there are certain other publications that will show up on a frequent basis, and then I'll have them on my, t- uh, what's the section that Apple has, the uh, favorites at the top. I have um, oh, I have yeah. about 12, uh, 12 of them that I go to. And, okay, uh, yeah. Bookmarks. And uh-huh. if anybody studied me, studied what I go to frequently, they would cancel me. Uh-huh. <laughs> cancel is canceled. The cancel culture would. Uh, yes. Uh, that, they would cancel me. But since uh, since it plays no part of my future, I, I don't really care. Right. And how do you know you found something that you weren't looking for? Do you, like when you uh, do you go, do you then go down? Does that open up a whole like research thing that you start looking into? No, no. I mean, no. I just, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll copy the link, you know, yes. like favorite article or something like that. And then I have them and I, I, I look at it, but it's, um, I'm sure there's a central logic operating somewhere yeah. in my thinking that this is important for my, you know, and my, my big one is really the free zone in when I'm a hundred years old, anything yeah. that relates to the free zone when I'm a hundred, you know, the $15 trillion free zone, anything that sort of resonates with that. I, yes. I copy, you know, so I'm just sorting through sorting through. I'm like a grizzly at a, at an endless salmon run, you know, oh, right, I'm, not yeah. interested, I'm not interested in every salmon. I'm right. That looks like a good one. I'll pop, pop it up on the shore and right later. Yeah, I got you. That's what interesting. About you? Well, I I do something similar. I mean, I I go. Um, you have know, got the sites that I go and uh, look at, and but I'm constantly on a loop. 
like I'll look at uh, a Drudge Report and Harvard Business Review and uh, mm-hmm. Um, I've just added Toronto Life into my uh, thing to see what's going yeah, on. Because in the, you're, because yeah, you're not, uh, because you're I miss it. Anyway. I miss it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there hasn't there hasn't been much going on for the last. <laughs> right. Exactly. There was a there was a big political scandal uh, that uh, for over the last month. I don't know if you saw that. I heard something about the we. Um, yeah, that those guys are toast. I'll tell you, they they just They're canceled. Uh, yeah, it's really bad because it it involves the prime minister and his family. Oh and, boy! Uh, it looks like there was a connection, and uh, you know, it doesn't do you any good. I have to tell you, if you're a private citizen, it never does you any good to be connected with politicians, right? You know? uh, yeah, because you you'll you'll be caught in the crossfire and the, the, the Kilberger two Kilberger brothers just got and now it looks like it's very very complicated you know Nick Nanton just did a uh, I just saw that that's why I know about them yeah that's yeah, why I wonder and, what uh, uh, so I sent him a note with about four articles and I said uh, I I expect that this is an occasional uh, occupational hazard for you to you know that you'll cover somebody who Turns out you might not want to cover. And Nick wrote right back and he said, yeah, I'm very aware of it. And we have nice thing he says about editing. You can edit, you can edit in and you can edit out. Right. And, uh, and everything like that, you know, but they, um, they had a good scheme going, but I think that they're like six or seven major corporations just instantly canceled their um, sponsorship and everything like that. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, it's a two-edged sword. If you yeah. have political connections, it's a two-edged sword. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the media has a lot of time on their hands right now, so they all yes. swarm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing is the swarming of it. Everybody knows yeah. very quickly where to go, but uh, but we also yeah. forget very quickly, too. Which but that was the big deal that happened in the last three months. Uh-huh. <laughs> last four months in Canada. Canada yeah. is a country without news for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> yeah. But your proximity that's to it. news is very close. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. funny. So, uh, yeah, I mean... We all have a logic, you know, our eyes only see and our ears only hear what our brain is looking for. Well, yeah, I know when I've seen it. I know when I've seen it because I remember the first time, uh, this was several years ago, and I may have mentioned it to you, um, about the uh, ghost restaurants, ghost kitchens, that that was where that first came on my thing where it was mm-hmm. really this underground thing that people mm-hmm. were discovering, Hey, wait a minute, there's no restaurant here. And it was really this kind of like low key underground kind of thing. And now look where that has, oh, where yeah. it's almost exclusively the way now, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it's certainly its own dimension uh, that can, you know, compete with a, um, you know, and probably half the restaurants in Toronto will, um, if they reappear, they'll reappear under new ownership or something when they come back. Because yeah. they've gotten wiped out. 
Yeah. And, uh, and most of them weren't worth going to anyway. So. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's interesting, but it is a great shift. I mean, there's no question about it that this, uh, five months, it's almost to the day, five months that we've been through is a great yep. historic shift. And, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's, uh, everything will be, affected good or bad by what happens yeah i'm gonna focus on the good and be an yep. accelerator yep mm-hmm. simplify right. well, to accelerate yeah well we're here here we are again and that was an hour well spent it really was i will be here next time I will too. So I wasn't going to be, but now I am going to be. So, Perfect. Okay. Uh, next uh, next Sunday I'll be here and um I'll, I'll be here for the following Sunday too. Me too. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, Dan. I'll talk to More you. More than ever, we know where we can find each other. That's exactly right. There he is. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.